Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back for another episode of the Frying Pan Podcast. I'm sorry, I just heard the wind talk. What's up, guys? It's all right, all right. I know you're listening to this on your morning commute to the coffee machine, so here I am, your host, Daniel, and here's my co-host, Robert. Robert, here to greet you as you reach for the toast that just popped from the toaster. It's a- you know, <laughs> I don't want to cut you off, but speaking of that, did you see that picture on Reddit of the guy that got startled by his toast popping on the toaster while he was making tomato soup, and he gave himself, like, first-degree burns just because he dumped soup on himself because he got startled? Oh, my God. No, I didn't see that, but I've definitely had something like that happen. Oh, the guy was hilarious about it. I mean, this is kind of related, but not entirely. Have you ever done a where um, you're not thinking when you go to pull something out of the oven and you don't, like, put an oven glove on? Yep. And then you reach in and mm. grab it and burn your fucking hand, and then you just get mad at yourself? See, the question is, though, is, like, what do you do? And, like, you obviously don't continue pulling it out of the oven, right? Yeah. See, I've witnessed my dad not, re- like, f- kind of forget about it. As he was picking it up, instead of putting it back down, he literally just put it on top of the stove barehanded. Dude, it's crazy because my dad does it all the time. And right? He like he doesn't put on a glove. He just grabs whatever he put in the oven with his hand and just puts it on top of the stove to like rest. And I remember like as a kid I was like, Oh, it must be not be that hot and I grabbed it and it burned the fuck out of my hand. <laughs> You know, I think like you get like there's a certain type of dad that has a passive that's basically like your hands are so tough that you can't feel anything anyways. Yeah, granted like my dad's hands kind of look like scales to be fair. Not like scales, but they're like very very worn out. Calloused. He's, yeah, he's definitely like, okay. done a lot in his lifetime. <laughs> he's used his hands. They're not the basically they're not the daintiest hands is what you're trying to say. Yeah. But I remember one time I was cooking chicken in the oven and I forgot to put an oven glove on and I reached and grabbed it and I flipped it. So all the juice went to the bottom and it like oh. sm- it smoked out the house and nobody was home. So I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> Jeez. I, I think the hottest thing I've ever grabbed was in cooking class in high school there, it was one of those massive stoves that had like 12 burners on it, and they were gas burners. Mm-hmm. And there's a pot towards the back that had a metal handle that was that had boiling pasta in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I didn't really think to grab it with a cloth because, you know, I, obviously it's a metal handle. The heat travels up through the handle as well. Yeah. And I grabbed it, and it singed, you know, the, like the pot, like the, like the kind of webbing between your thumb and your index finger? Oh, yeah. I remember it singed that, like, I say singed, but burnt that so bad. Like, I, I remember I said, like, a loud, drawn-out fuck. Mm-hmm. My, and my teacher, who, Mrs. G, I love her, I miss her. She was like, oh, my God, like, who, who, who swore? And then they saw me kind of, like, holding my hand. I was like, I just burnt my hand. It hurts. And then the nurse's office, if you remember, was right across the hall from the cooking place. Oh, yeah. I remember I went to the nurse. I'm like, hey, I need ice, like, now. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I burnt my hand. And I pulled my hand away, and I just see, like, a massive bubble forming. And I was like, fucking... And I was, honestly, I could have passed out there because I don't know why. I It was, like, the last thing I was expecting was to see a bubble forming from a burn. Yeah. At the time, like, I didn't know that that was just a thing that happened. I've never seen, like, a burn, like, a burn that bad up close. So I was like, holy shit 
I literally almost dropped. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, when you like, I burned myself to that degree too, and it's very just like, oh Jesus, okay. <laughs> Oh, I mean. yeah, dude, I hate when the pain, like, burns, the pain resonates as well, like, yeah, you feel it pulsing no matter what. Yeah, not my favorite, but, you know, sometimes, just how it be. I do it a lot where, um, I'll have, like, two, uh, pans on the stove at the same time, and, like, I'll have one of the handles kind of hanging over one of the other burners by accident, and then I go to yeah. grab it, and then I, like, just either throw my pan or, like, spin it by accident. Huh. Mm. you know it'd be like that it's all part of the cooking process right yeah it's i mean i feel like if you don't burn yourself a numerous amount of times you can't call yourself a good cook yeah de- definitely def that's gatekeeping cooking yeah. by how many times you burn yourself like you you may make a mean souffle but if you don't have burn marks on your hands you it's you're not in i'm sorry like, you're not in it's like a cult but mm. there's we don't do cult things Oh, I, uh, some do. Sorry. I think my weather app is confused It or whatever just sent me a notification saying flood warning for your area. Uh, oh, it's not supposed to rain <laughs> <laughs> in case you were wondering. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. Sorry about that. I was, I was like, I've huh, that's a severe weather alert alarm. <laughs> it's, what <laughs> we finish the podcast you go outside to just like get some fresh air and you just see like a giant tidal wave coming from like a mile away uh i sure listened to the warning dan <laughs> i was like what would you do i well for one we're not close to an ocean at all so i, I would think armageddon <laughs> that is very fair my like there there's there's like 50 plus miles of like of 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 like urban area and forestry for that for that tidal wave to traverse before it gets to me and even then like how massive would that have to be to make it that far because it's like it it would be traveling over land on its own at that point so it would be Holy shit, okay, so yeah, basically Armageddon. This wave would be massive. Yeah, so basically, like, it's not possible. Unless... You know, uh, I, mean, I actually want to post on Reddit. I want to ask about this. I want to be like, hey, because there's a subreddit called They Did the Math, and I want to ask how how big a tidal wave would have to be and how much water would have to be in that wave to make it 50 miles offshore. I would say even more than 50 miles. Well, I'm just going to say 50, because that's a nice round number. That's fair. I'll give you that. <clears throat> uh, you know, I I will look into posting this, and if anything comes of it, I will talk about it next episode. All right, I'll be... Because now I'm curious. I'm writing myself a note as we speak. Good. Um, I'm actually kind of curious at this point, too. I mean, like, I'm sure... I feel like that question has ha- has to have been asked. Oh, yeah. It can't be, like, a very odd question. Like, it it can't be that hard to figure out. It's just I don't have the ability to figure it out. I feel that. It's not not in the heart of cards at the moment. Yeah. Quarantine's got me thinking about tidal waves wiping us out, I guess. I mean, it felt like that Monday. Monday was, like, 60-mile-an-hour winds, and it just kind of felt like whatever higher being there is in the world just hates humanity, I guess. I don't know at this point. It was kind of odd with like we had a very high uh, wind morning and wind kind of like a windstorm Monday and Tuesday or 
yeah, Monday and Tuesday or Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. The days all blend together at this point. Yes. And I remember, like, it felt extra brutal just because, like, it felt like everyone was also hunkered down inside. So, like, I it kind of made me feel like the wind was a lot worse than it was because, like, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't go outside anyways. So, I yeah. feel like I was, like, staying inside to also avoid the wind. I don't know. It dramatified it for me, I guess. I feel you. Definitely. And I don't know about you. Do you live close enough to a main road to like hear cars when you kind of like go outside? Um, yeah, somewhat. So I live next to a pretty busy road that I can usually hear. And I went outside last night, kind of before the rain, mm-hmm. and there was an extreme absence a- absence of car noises, like cars passing, and that was very eerie to me. Yeah. Like, just the lack of noise. It's the same with, like, when you go to the store and you see, like, I don't know how your grocery store is near you or whatever, whichever one you go to, but mine has, Mm -hmm. like, uh, designated lanes, like, tape on the ground, like, where you have to go and shit like that. And then, obviously, everybody has masks and gloves and shit, like, as they should. It's just so surreal to see. Hmm. You know, speaking of, I know this isn't a place to go. I need to go to Bogner's because I feel the urge to cook mm-hmm. and I need a nice cut of meat. I don't want to get some store stuff. I just went today. Yeah, how was it? Or do they, um, are they... They have like the guard up for the cashiers and they also have like a do not cross this line uh, at the meat counter. It's very like mm-hmm. kind of weird to look at, but I got my meat and uh, I am okay. safe at the moment. Was it busy? No, not really. It's just like a few people. Okay. But noted. I'm glad I'm glad we're discussing it on the podcast, but like it's they they get it. Hey man. Yeah, yeah, it's this is important stuff. Interesting stuff, isn't it? <laughs> but I will say, like, on in terms of the quarantine, one thing is I know our state is our quarantine is set for May twentieth now. So that's oh, no no fun. restaurants no movie. Well, I'm okay. I say that as if like it's that that's a big deal. The point I'm trying to make is, damn. So we're our state's basically going to be at a halt for like a month or so. I mean, it's been at a halt for the past like three months. It's crazy. Well, I imagine it can only, like we're in a very odd position now, huh? Because what do you? What if you have to go to work? You like people are gonna have to start going to work, right? Well, I know they're bumping up uh, pay for unemployment, and then a lot of people just got their uh, check today for. Um, hey, 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 the U.S. government stimulus check. You know we got it. Hey, you know we got it. Hey, you know. Yeah, ninety. What am I gonna do with that? Probably something responsible. Yeah, not not being jo- not sarcastic at all. I mean, for me, 90% is uh, just slap it. Yeah, just slap in the savings and leave it there. And then 10% of me is like, hey, man, treat yourself. But I, I don't need to. I, I don't. Okay. Hmm. Uh, this is a very juvenile mindset. But you know what? I would be okay with myself if I were to get like something that's not an extreme something. I mean, before the podcast, you were talking about spending $1,000 on a, a full VR set. Yes, but that would have that would have taken a lot more... Uh, <laughs> there would have been like a week's worth of thinking before I made that purchase. Uh, at least you put time into it. 
Yeah, you know, like I, I wouldn't just buy that off the bat, but I'm talking like I like I'm looking for something, I don't know, maybe a new game or uh you know, I say that, but like there's nothing that's come out. Nothing that's going to come out. And there's nothing I really want. Yeah. All right, so yeah, I guess I'm not going to be buying anything. Yeah, I'm just leaving it in savings and then maybe if something comes up, I'll think about it, but at the time being, I don't need anything at all cuz wait, not doing anything. What are we thinking, Dan? What? We do need something. What do we need? To to buy drugs and gamble with it. This is true, yes. I mean... Because that's what every American's going to do with it, right? Because that, that's, why, that's, 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 that's why they can't give it to college kids, right? Because they're just going to buy drugs, and they're going to use it for irresponsible things like gambling. Yeah, I, I do not understand the... Like, if you're a college student and you're still dependent, very unlucky, and I feel for you. But yeah. like that's that's really frustrating because like all the people that are in college, like one, you can't pay for college because nobody can pay for college unless they're rich. Two, your job yep. that was helping you pay for college that you don't have anymore, sorry. And it's like now you're yeah. taking online classes and the motivation to go to those online classes is very low because it's a lot of people don't learn well that way. Oh, dude, online classes are horrible, and the, and the way that they have to go about them is also horrible. Actually, speaking of that, you know, they're, the main program that they use to video chat and communicate for these classes is called Zoom right now, unless your school has something more specific. And Google has banned the Zoom app from all their employees' computers over their security vulnerabilities. Like... How, why would I want to put something on my computer that Google has deemed too, too intrusive for their employees, like, I don't know, computer safety? Yeah. Why, why is that okay? Like, I get that we have to still go to school, quote, go to school and do our work. However, I'm not comfortable putting something that is as intrusive as this on my computer. Yeah. I mean, granted, there are a lot of different, like, um, apps like zoom to communicate i mean like you have skype i know yeah. there's one of them is called house party but i think that's just more for like a friend to friend kind of thing mm, i mean hell discord is pretty good for it too yeah you could even do discord but i know it's just like i don't know why this is the main <laughs> one when catch it's... me in the classroom for discord <laughs> that's facts but like i don't understand why zoom is like the main one for everyone when it's like very well known at this point that like hey it's kind of intrusive and uh not really good at all mm -hmm. but i guess that's just well reality. exactly like it it probably was just the most convenient at the time or the most like one that jumped out at first and that's just what people latched on to yeah i mean i guess it's like the same as facebook where people know it does shady shit but people well, it's like oh it's social media i still get to talk to people or like oh it doesn't affect me hmm <laughs> I don't know, I guess it's just, uh, if it affects you, people care, but Google, like, banning is very interesting as a whole, seeing as Google, uh, I'd imagine has a lot of employees. Mm. Very much, well, actually, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know, I thought that was just kind of interesting, though. Yeah, no, I appreciate Online that. school, let me tell you, though, yeah. has not been fun for the boy at yeah, all. I don't doubt it. I, uh... I had to do math yesterday, and I basically, I don't, I say taught myself, but it's, it really is what it is. At this point, I'm watching my teacher go through the, her notes, 
and then I'm reading the textbook. I I feel like I can liberally say I'm teaching myself yeah. at this point. And then it's not like I'm having a like a like I haven't talked to her in real time. She hasn't talked to me in real time to teach me. So I feel like yeah, I'm teaching myself. Yeah, and I know for a lot of kids, um, like one people learn better in a classroom environment because you feel more productive in that environment. Oh, to, most definitely. Like compared to being, like I know. I, I would feel this way and imagine you do is like you're at your desk, like you're at your computer. There's multiple numerous possibilities you could be doing instead. Whereas oh, yeah. in school, it's like you're kind of locked down Jimbo. Well, and it's also kind of hard on the mental, right? Because like I'm doing schoolwork and I'm doing stressful schoolwork. Like it, it's stressful that I have to teach myself. It's stressful that I have to go through emails to communicate with my teachers and I can't get responses in real time. It's stressful that the work is starting to kind of feel like it's piling up just because like the motivation's low. So I'm procrastinating. Granted, that's my own fault. And then it's stressful because. On top of that, like you, you, you still have to deal with computers. I still have to sift through links. I still have to sift through like Blackboard, the website that we have to use to even get to the stuff, which is just annoying. And I'm supposed to be in like my room. I'm in my safe space. I'm where I converse and play games with my friends. I'm where I kind of relax. It's where I sleep. But now it's kind of turning into this environment that is rather stressful and it's hard to want to be productive in this space because like in my head it's either i just stay stressed and then have a hard time relaxing in my own space or i just keep pushing off schoolwork so i can keep my space i don't know what i enjoy about it i don't know it's a it's a hard thing to kind of to try and wrap my head around yeah well that's what i was gonna say is like you go to school and you know like at the end of the day you get to go home and relax when it's like when all the work is at home where do you go to relax exactly like i mean it's not like i'm i mean i feel like i should set myself specific times to do work maybe that would help me but like I, i'm writing reports at like midnight because why the hell not i'm home and if i don't feel like doing it at 2 30 in the afternoon i'm not gonna do it at 2 30 in the afternoon yeah and to be honest it's not like you have to get up for your 8 a.m anymore because nine times out of ten they just post the lecture later Exactly, you know, some things I've I've changed to help kind of stay productive on that front is I've actually changed the way my desk is. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have an L desk that was just nuzzled into a corner, so I basically was looking at a wall all day, mm -hmm. and I turned it so I kind of formed myself a little cubicle in my room. <laughs> And I'm looking out into my room, but it widens my field of view so it doesn't feel as congested. I can see my whiteboard. I can see, you know, I feel like I get light hitting my face instead of towards my back, which is like a good feeling. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just stuff like that to help me kind of like feel more productive in a way. I've been taking my laptop out onto the back porch on like the warmer mornings we've had with the sun and doing some work there but that just always feels so extra sometimes like i i, I can't work as fast as i can on my laptop outside as i can on my you know two screens inside yeah i mean it is nice though to like have a change of scenery though oh yeah it definitely is and and then until like the freaking breeze hits you because it's still early spring so it's relatively cold and then your freaking fingers are freezing as you're typing but you know it is what it is yeah, and then you gotta just pack it up and then you're like all right well at least i tried yeah and then you go back inside and you're like damn 
I really don't feel like working. And then you just don't feel like, and then you just don't. <laughs> and then you'll try again tomorrow. You know, and all, all it's important is that you keep trying because eventually that effort will amount to at least something getting done. Very true. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just entirely shitting on the educational system. But, like, I mean, shout out to, like, teachers for trying to make it work and shit. Because I could never I mean, imagine trying to get a bunch of gremlins in a Zoom classroom and have them being, like, any bit invested. Well, hear me out here. I don't really... This is kind of controversial. I admit it. But I don't really see a point in continuing school in this kind of way because clearly every professor and every student has one thing on their mind right now and that's finishing out the class and passing professors are teaching to pass kids are studying and cutting corners so they can pass you know i doubt many people at this point are in the same mindset of actually trying to learn something from their classes so i like, do you even get anything from this type of learning? Like, I like, and I don't want to. I guess it's kind of like an irresponsible mindset, you know, for this to be the default for people. However, it's like the reality is: is am I going to be retaining any of the stuff that I'm learning this way for when I move on to the more advanced classes? Am I going to go on to my next math class just behind innately because? Like, yeah, I passed this math, but that doesn't mean anything because, one, the material was dumbed down so I could pass, and two, it was, it, like, I only, you know, taught myself, I only did the work to pass, not to learn. I mean, to be fair, you can probably apply that mindset to, like, even if you were going to classes. Like, if none of this ever happened, you were still going to school. I, like, I feel like this mindset applies to a lot of students of, like, they're just trying to pass, and they're kind of doing whatever, like, whatever needs to be done to get to that point. Like, I agree well, with you in terms of, like, how you feel about it, but I also feel that people just feel this way normally about school. Well, yeah, but the people that feel about that normally, like, they have other options. If they want to succeed in school, like, you can, they can do it just like anyone else. Like, how, how, what, what's succeeding in online school like? I mean, what's what's finding fulfillment in online school? I like I see, I I agree with you. I view, I like I've said numerous times of like I didn't learn something from school. I didn't learn well in that environment, so I don't care for it. And like I know other people feel that way. And the way I see it is, unless like if you're going for your major and you're learning something that you want to learn and something that is like going to help you in what you're going for. Like, I feel that is something you need to retain, but, like, history, math, shit like that, like, something that doesn't necessarily pertain to stuff outside of school, I don't think... Like, I feel like just trying to pass in class like that is fine. Like, I don't think you have to excel know. in that if it doesn't really pertain to you outside of Well, the I mean, then I would split that argument further, though, because, I mean, if I'm paying upwards of $800 a course I'm gonna I'm gonna 
try and put as much effort in as I can for that, right? Like, why? Because, like, then it, you start shrinking the waters of, like, are you just wasting your money? Like, I get your, like, it's the bigger picture. Like you said, like, you're just trying to pass to get that piece of paper or whatever, whatever, whatever. But, like, you're still actively paying money to be there. I mean, might yeah. as well put as much effort as you can. No, I agree. I mean, granted, like, everybody's well aware of, like, the concept of college is kind of bullshit in terms of how much yeah. you're paying to learn shit that doesn't really matter. Like, Very I mean, fucking true. That's that's fairly ignorant to say, but I I know you. Well, it doesn't matter to a degree. Yeah, like you want to do something in like writing shit of that nature. I don't think fucking statistics really carries much weight for you. Oh no, I I mean personally, I don't, there's not even like the math I'm in right now is called math for liberal arts liberal arts major majors. It's easier than the math that I had to take to get into this class. And not only that, it's like, like, thankfully, this math is more like financial math and statistical math and like more real world application stuff would thankfully. So I'm, I'm not bitter about the math class I'm in, but like the next one is literally stuff that I will not use. I don't, I don't need pre-calc at all. And that's, I will never need pre-calc in my English expertise or my English area of studies in any career that I would be using my, my, my degree for at the moment wouldn't require no mathematical background more than what I have already. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I feel like a lot of it just comes down to it's a flaw system, but like, that's not the original argument, you know, like I, no, it definitely is though. Like, I agree. Like shit like that. I understand just like, all right, I'm just going to get out of the way and pass. Cause it's, I mean, the thing is, like you were saying, you're paying 800 you should try in the class. And like, I don't disagree with that. But I'm also thinking, like, you don't really have an alternative but to pick the class because you need it to graduate. I'm, yeah, you're not wrong, I guess. Like, I can't really get behind that mindset. Like, because I get people don't, and some people don't really vibe with school. Yeah. But I feel like there's also a degree of, like, you've been doing it for 15 plus years at this point. If you can't, like, there's a certain level of effort that you at least sh- should be able to put in. or And there's a certain mindset that you should, at least by now, be able to have if you're still in the school. Yeah. Like, I think if you have the mindset of, like, I just need to pass, like, if that is your entire mindset and not just for school, then it's a problem. But if you can, like okay, I just need to pass math, but, like, you are, like, an attention-to-detail person. Like, you want to do the best you can and everything else. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, that's how it should be, so at like, least. So, as long as you're not just slacking in every other aspect, like, yeah, like, you can, you can, I agree, you can approach class with the, I, I just gotta pass this class mentality, but you also, like, if you're still in school, you, you can't just have that for for everything. You're in college, like, if you're in college, I don't, I don't see the point of having that mentality. Yeah, and I, that's fair. Like, you can have it in high school or whatever, you know, but there's yeah. other avenues in life besides college that bring success to people, you know? If 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 spending the next four years of your life after high school learning and, develop, and developing your knowledge more to then find a job in a certain area, like, there's no, there's no point in doing that if you're just doing it to pass, right? Because you could probably find something more specialized or even go to, like, a trade school that's yeah. more hands-on and applied and come out of it farther along than you would if you were just in college anyways. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is, like, if you just want to pass, 
I'm, oh, okay. I was about to. Now nah, let me reword that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, if you don't want to do the four years and you just want to pass, like, just do a trade. Like, it's so like a trade is so much easier and so much more efficient. I feel. But it's oh yeah, also, like, like if you're if you want to make money, like like just. M- m- Go do go learn a trade. Like it it doesn't take like it takes time and dedication just like college. However, you're kind of like immediately in a better position. Yeah, no, you're definitely Be- like a step ahead. Because like exactly, cuz like college degrees like they just like the reality is is to a business that just proves that you've passed and that you should have a basic understanding in that area. With like a trade degree though or a trade certification, that literally puts you on the same level as every other person in that trade, excluding experience. Yeah. Like school stuff, you, you like it's it's there's there's more to it. I feel like like I don't, and I'm not trying to say like it's more complicated. It's just like trades. I feel like you're 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 going to be better off. Yeah. And it's just the matter of like a majority of trades are more hands on and like some are very like gritty and grimy. So if you're into that or you can like deal yeah. with that then you'll be better off but i guess that's most our, definitely i guess that's our college corner of the day <laughs> yeah that's honestly our rant on the educational system yeah bullshit <laughs> you live with it bull freaking shoot um there's one because we do have topics believe it or not but uh yeah we do <laughs> this one, this one triggered me to no end like this God, is the they're... only corona related topic i have on the day but it was, mm-hmm. um, I guess in Michigan, they, like, I, I read it, like, it's from Fox oh. News, so, like, it's it's a reliable source, but when I read it, it feels so, like, blasphemous that I just can't, I can't. Oh, it understand. sounds like an Onion article, bro. These, these, I'm gonna say it, if we have listeners in Michigan, are freaking dumb as hell. Okay, so, I guess what happens is, Michigan, which I guess is fourth highest in the amount of cases confirmed, um yeah they're trying to lock it down and rightfully so but i guess people are protesting this and they're getting in their cars and they're like grit i guess it's called like the gridlock protest or whatever and they're operation gridlock yeah and they're just like blocking traffic and everything and just sitting in their cars and literally accomplishing nothing so like here's the thing i guess there was a shelter in place put in or not shelter and play like i guess they the governor put restrictions on like a lot heavier like now they're they're banning any kind of social gathering with family or friends like fa- like regardless of family ties or anything like that yeah and people are like oh this is tyranny or whatever but like it's for their safety and they're just trying to like these protesters are making it seem like the governor is like flexing some big like dicti- dictatorial stick here and just saying like i have power so i'm using power you know it doesn't make sense yeah like this is a quote from one of the per um michonne maddock the organizer of it said um every person has learned a harsh lesson about social distancing we don't need a nanny state to tell people how to be careful and it's like that's so ignorant and stupid oh yeah because we do need it like people are would still be out having gatherings hell there was that uh, uh gosh i think it was like a church in kentucky that had a massive uh easter easter mass or easter get together i don't know i don't know what they call it it's massive. regardless the, 
yeah, eat an, eat an Easter mass, and there was cops waiting outside to give everyone there a, noti- a mandatory 14-day quarantine notice. Like, yeah. people are still going to get together, and they're still going to do dumb shit. And, like... It's not extreme. It's so... Like, I understand... Like, if you're living in a place that doesn't have a lot of, um, like, cases, or you don't go out at all, and, like, you go to see a friend, maybe. Like, that... It's not the best, but, like, I'm still, like, it's whatever. You're not, a pe- you're not, like, human garbage for it. Yeah. But, like, if you're trying to go out in public and, like, do shit, or, uh, I don't know. It's just, like, this shit's so frustrating to me. And, it, like you said, it reads like an Onion article, because they're so, I don't know. It's like, do they want to die? Like, do they want to get a virus and just fucking be basically I... useless for 14 days? I feel like... People like this are just fulfilling that American stereotype that we are very entitled people. Because yeah. really, that's that's what this is, is entitlement. Like, this is a real emergency, a, like a real pandemic, and people are still so entitled to think that, like, they should still be able to do what they want and say what... and. and go about their business because they're a better judge of the situation than actual officials are. Yeah, it's just so baffling to me. And um, it's also, okay, this is like kind of related, kind of unrelated, but I've been getting a lot of, um, you know the movie 28 Days Later? The zombie film? Yeah. Film, movie, yeah. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of those videos I recommended recently, and I was thinking like the shit like this, imagine if, say the corona was like a zombie outbreak do you think we would still be like this just like oh, that's whatever oh god no because like as soon as you said yeah someone affected with coronavirus was seen eating out someone's throat uh, that was a weird phrasing however i still stand by it right like if yeah. Yeah, as soon as that was said like I, I think panic would probably sprint through the nation yeah but like at the same time i definitely feel like there would still be people like this that are like well, that won't happen to me. I feel like there'd be a large proportion of people that would think it'd be false. Yeah, like, I definitely think people would, like, wisen up and be like, all right, I guess I will not leave my house at all. But And, like, you know, side note further down the cha- tangent, though, mm-hmm. isn't the 28 day or tw- 20, fuck, 28 days later zombies, aren't those, like, superhuman zombies they're as like, well? I think they're, they're definitely, like, the scariest zombies <laughs> in any zombie movie because it's, like, um, I, I, the way it is is I think it's like half their brain gets infected to where they still can do human things but it's like amplified so they run faster and do like everything better and it's and and they retain like a moderate form of intelligence right in the movie like yeah so you're right like if they were the 28 days later zombies we'd all die we there's not a there's not a chance that sir human race survives that yeah but I mean if we get like shitty walking zombies it's probably okay i think it okay so obviously the best kind of zombies would be like the ones that just kind of catatonically walk around right but i i feel like zombie land zombies are the best case scenario i don't remember zombie weren't they just dumb yeah they were they were all relatively dumb driven by hunger not very smart yeah because like um yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're sim- they're not like the the crazy ones from like World War Z that freaking run thirty miles an hour, you know. Oh, those ones were terrifying too. Like that scene where it's like 
they have the great wall like blocking them out and they just pile on top of each other yes yes the i am legend zombies are also really scary were they even zombies i thought they were like i mean they got infected yeah they were like superhuman things i don't remember entirely well i i don't know it's like it's kind of like a like a Resident Evil scenario, because like even the dog got infected at one, right? Like that was a oh, worry from the guys. Spoiler: so, like, Time Legend. He had to put down his German Shepherd, and that was awful. That for child me seeing Will Smith have to put down his own dog was brutal. Yeah, I agree to that. But very hof- brutal. Hopefully, in our lifetime, we won't have to worry about a zombie apocalypse. But like, yeah, I mean, if we did, this would be the year. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Who who knows what May has in store? To be fair, that's probably like a June thing at this point. You're, you, <laughs> you do, me and actually one of my friends were talking about this. Um, we were saying like by June or July, aliens will probably have made it mm-hmm. down to Earth, right? And then we're saying by August, we we <laughs> August we we have. Do you know that um like the theory of why we haven't discovered. Life is like there's like that the great screen or like the great filter. Oh yeah, that's like that basically dissolves, and we as a race, as a as a as a planet, are just thrust into a world that we've never realized existed. <laughs> hey, I'm okay with that, and maybe maybe by September Godzilla shows up. Like it's just up in the air at this point. <sighs> what what would be the December thing for you? Nuclear fallout? Probably world peace. It's either nuclear fallout or world peace. World pe- <laughs> The biggest curveball of 2020. <laughs> Fucking world peace. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like either 2021's got to be like the greatest year of all time or... It, it, honestly, it could just be like a moderately not awful year. And 2021 would be like one of the greatest years in memory. <laughs> well, you're not freaking wrong. Because I mean, at this point, once we make it through, you know, all this stuff... I, I feel like it's going to be a lot harder to be like, ah, oh, times are really tough right now. Like, we got pandemic and recession at the same time. Really? Not very fun. I mean, granted, like, <laughs> government's just printing money at this point, so, like, how we're still in mm. debt is incredible. You know, as a kid, I was always so confused by that. Like, when I heard, we're trillions of dollars in debt, I'm like, why don't we just print more? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, two... Tr- we're trillions of dollars in debt. To who? Aliens? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But uh, man. regardless, Operation Gridlock, fucking stupid. Something that's Very not stupid. stupid. John Krasinski has been in talks with Marvel. Oh, okay. So I saw this and I don't know. Do you mind if I take take, take this the one? reins? So nothing came out of it because like it's not like they made an announcement or anything. We don't know what he'd be there for. But fans have been running wild with it because obviously he's he he's an actor he's an actor he's known for uh, the office uh, he was in jake ryan as well um he was in a quiet place but the thing is he also directed a quiet place so there's also some room for him possibly being a director with marvel oh that's true yeah, there's that. But then fans are thinking, well, maybe if they're doing a Fantastic Four reboot, he could play Reed Richards, and his wife could also be in the movie and play his wife in the Fantastic Four universe, which would be really fucking cool. I love Emily Blunt, too. I love them both. I think they're both just so, like... It's hard not to like them. Oh, yeah, they're great. 
But um, but yeah, fans have been really saying that he could do anything and everything. People have been saying he could be like Cyclops next man or a villain in the new Spider-Man or a villain in the new Young Avengers. So it, it's really up in the air. But damn, I love John Krasinski, and I my hope is that he's directing. Yeah, I, I think I prefer that too. Because it's like, it's it's very weird for me to see like established actors that I like just thrown into being a superhero. Um, I think Jake Gyllenhaal did pretty good in the new Spider-Man. Oh yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. But I'm thinking like, I mean, me, like it's probably more of a personal thing because like I didn't really know Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr.'s like what they were in prior, but like seeing them as. Captain America and shit like that, it was like, oh, that's so cool. Everyone forgets that Chris Evans was like the human torch in the first Fantastic Four. Dude, because the first Fantastic Four doesn't exist in my eyes. <laughs> Gosh. You know, it's funny that there's like three of those movies that they tried to reboot it in that one time. What was the most recent one that was terrible? It was a, it was a reboot. It had a... Oh gosh, I couldn't tell you the actors in it, but uh, it wasn't good. I've never even seen it because it, as soon as it like exit theaters, that's the last I heard of it. Yeah, it was the same with um, what was that other hero movie that was terrible? Oh, Justice League. It was like I I only heard negative about it, so I was like, I am not gonna bother. I did end up watching Justice League though, and it was indeed terrible still haven't seen it and and as far as i'm concerned it still hasn't come out yet because i have no clue how it went into theaters and exited theaters without me hearing a single thing about it yeah i feel that i mean at least dc is making not bad movies anymore knock on wood birds of prey was was pretty good however i feel like it was also hard to make bad yeah, I mean, you're pretty set up for success with who you got in that movie. Yeah, well, like, the actors were very good. And Margot Robbie did a fantastic job, like, like fulfilling her role as Harley Quinn. Like, she carried the Harley Quinn story. I don't know if the... Like, I can't... The villain was a little odd. The reasonings behind things were a little odd. That's, but, like... That's just DC. Honestly, the movie is also very edgy. So I, I yeah, if, as long as DC, I feel like they need to just stick to their edginess. Really, they can't be they can't be Marvel. They can't do the whole Avengers Assemble thing. Yeah, give I, me just edgy movies and I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean it was like Aquaman was good, but a lot of it was just because eh, Jason Momoa was cool. was and the CGI the CGI really was good. But then again, like the plot was fucking garbage. Like, it, however. The new Wonder Woman movie would be coming out in the next few years, theoretically, and that was a very good first one. It was good. I won't deny that. So, um, I'm trying to think know, of DC's other recent got some, ones. I don't think... I think that's it. I mean, I guess, like, Joker was DC, right? Uh, yeah. I, I guess you want to count the Superman movies, but they weren't... They weren't great. They, were, they weren't great. Uh, Henry Cavill, he's great. I, I love Henry Cavill. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, anywho, John Krasinski <laughs> could be could be working with Marvel. Could be working with Marvel. Nothing's confirmed yet, but there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Um. I remember at the end of Endgame, we talked about how like we don't care that much about new Marvel movies. Have you stuck with that, or are you kind of like a little interested again? Ah, uh, I don't know. It like 
if there is a, if there's a hero that I know from like my childhood that they decide to be like, oh, here is this coming out. Like I'll be like, all right, cool. Like I'll go see this the the Black Widow movie because I like Scarlett Johansson. That's a definite. Yeah. And like Guardians of the Galaxy is funny, so I'm excited for the th- the third one. But like, I'm not. Like I I feel like Endgame was a good closing on the chapter of my life that was like i love marvel movies i'm such a big fan of marvel you know because like i was like a really big fan of marvel i loved the movies i watched them all the time yeah you know i always enjoyed looking into the new ones seeing who was gonna play but like i i, I feel like now i'm satisfied like I, I marvel the whole franchise of marvel could go completely downhill from here and i won't be bitter about it you know yeah or it could go complete it could completely exceed endgame in the future, but like I, I would still feel the same way as I do now about it. Like I've had my fill, so anything more, like any good movie from here on out is just another good movie, and any bad movie that comes out is just another bad movie. Yeah, I can agree to that. Um, I, but that's the thing is like new properties I don't care about, but like them doing a Scarlett Johansson one, that's cool. Guardians of the Galaxy, cool. And then if Taika Waititi is directing the new Thor, then I'm into that, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that's that's all there is to it. Definitely got my enjoyment though, so I'll never be mad about that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I've Endgame had me so fulfilled for a franchise. It's not a, like that. If if only Game of Thrones could have left me as fulfilled as that, and I'm not gonna explore that because I could talk about that forever. Yeah. But like that, that was how to bring a satisfying ending to a franchise for me. I, it, it was that we talk, we joke about it still, like to this day of just. Like, sometimes we'll make, like, a Game of Thrones reference, and then, like, someone will, like, mention the last season, and just kind of like, oh, that never happened. Yeah, it, it's it's genuinely sad. Um, one other thing that is, well, not genuinely sad, but um, there is a NASCAR driver that, I guess, since, you know, you can't be doing NASCAR now, uh, a lot of them do, like, virtual racing, which, mm-hmm. side note, is fucking hilarious to see clips of. Because they have, like, the wheel and everything in, like, the face cam. And it is so funny <laughs> to see that. But um, yeah. there was a, a this ESPN word today, a NASCAR star. I don't really know who's good in NASCAR anymore. But uh, Kyle Larson was fired uh, for saying a racial slur on uh, on his Twitch stream. Yeah, so from what I heard is like he was doing a mic check. And then was just like, is this thing on? Or like, can you hear me? And then n-word yeah he said can you hear me and they said hey and they said the n-word and he he was with like a few other people on a call and they're like uh yeah we everyone can hear you kyle and he's like oh really that sucks and it was funny because like um there's a couple of perspectives of like other people that were streaming and their twitch chat is just like uh did did he just say what i think he said Oh boy, what a freaking idiot, man. He really did, though. Yeah. Hmm. To be fair, this has been stereotypical, but of uh, all quote unquote sports from this to come from, NASCAR surprises me probably the least. <sighs> Unfortunately, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, a bit unfortunate. And it was like he tried to issue an apology. It's like, brother. You don't recover from these things. <laughs> like it's. I mean, PewDiePie did. Yeah, his thing was he said it out of like he thought of the worst thing he could think of and said it. This dude literally said it. Is as that a, is that a? It doesn't. Is justify that a pass it. though? It doesn't justify okay. it. 
But I, I'm saying, like, in compared to this, where he was doing a mic check and he referred to his friend and said, hey, N-word. Well, I mean, I would argue that that's not that bad because it's not like he said it with any malicious intent behind it. Right? I would probably argue. Like, I mean, th- yeah, I like, would what argue. would you... Okay, I'm using as PewDiePie's as the, as, like, the comparison, the control. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, in terms of, like, if he's... Like, PewDiePie uses, like, the worst thing you think of. Like, he recognizes it, that, like, that's not something you should say. He used it as, like... Assent- he essentially replaced, like, when you, like, banter with your friends, like, yo, what up, dumbass? He replaced dumbass with that All right, so. so yeah he, but he was very casual and that is very racist but like he didn't say it out of anger he didn't say it to hurt somebody like PewDiePie this did right like, granted, like right so like really who's his worst here c- c- granted we could both agree on that neither are good <laughs> I mean yeah you're not fucking wrong there, to be fair there's no point because, <laughs> to argue this but uh, it's still I, an interesting debate, though, right? No, I, I appreciated the devil's advocate. Don't get me wrong. I'm just thinking, uh, hey, Kyle, your name fits, too. Sorry. But, um... Ooh, it really does. His name is Kyle Larson. <laughs> that's 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 big monster and N-word vibes. Uh, I hate to... Monster and N-word. <laughs> that's his personality, that's and that's unlucky. <laughs> My name's Kyle. I love NASCAR. I love Monster, and I fucking love saying the N-word. Well, like, and because I guess I don't know if he's like he can't race in NASCAR anymore, but I think it's like his team dropped him and they wrote after much consideration, we will end our relationship with Kyle. And I'm like, hey, that's not a lot of consideration. You can't really have people like that representing you. Yeah, it really isn't good. For, I mean, uh, to be fair, like he like he, he, he should have got that as a person that kind of that kind of punishment. However, it's not good for the brand. That's that's an obvious. Yeah, I mean, win some, you lose some. I guess. Do you think like maybe yeah, he should have just doubled down and became a racist, and then took like a like an Alex Jones approach and become like a psychopath online? No, probably not. I mean, okay. My main takeaway from this is why the fuck is NASCAR trying to do like, uh, like online races? Like, isn't the isn't one of the biggest parts about NASCAR and like why it's like a <laughs> sport is because you're kind of your life's kind of at risk well, for no, it. They're, they're not doing like virtual races as like that's to replace actual racing. Oh, okay. No, they're just doing it like, like for, what the f- for fun. Oh, for fun. Okay, okay. Give some people give give people something to watch. All right, it's, I respect that. That like makes sense. A lot of uh, like MLB streamers are playing, like MLB the show. A lot of NBA players are playing like two K and shit. Like it, it's right, just fair. to entertain people, I guess. Girl brand right. too, but yeah, yeah. So uh, uh-huh. Kyle Larson, piece of shit. Have a Not, nice day. Yeah, really. Yeah. Unfortunate though. Yeah. <sighs> freaking i'm sorry what's unfortunate to specify is how he was just oh that sucks <laughs> Dude, he like he was literally just like Meh. it happens and it's like you know if that is your uh mo about it you're probably not i don't know maybe the last time he was on the internet was when like it was freaking the call of duty mind warfare two days where some random person that you know for certain would call your mom and then were in the lobby oh dude if if society <laughs> I love the memes of like um a lot of you haven't been in a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 search and destroy lobby and it shows. Oh my gosh, yeah, dude. I 
the n-word just flew back then. yeah if you could survive one of those lobbies you can survive just about anything in life i feel oh yeah any kind of verbal onslaught we will just feel like something you've been through already before yeah it was i loved it i like i it was one of probably i think i was like probably 13 or something at the time it was definitely one of the most fun times in the world to just like shout at random people oh my god i remember just tell i remember like that that's also around the time when my parents started like kind of not really caring if i swore in private mm-hmm. like if i was like you know, if I was hanging out with my friends or if I was in my own room. So I just remember popping off with swears and I would just never use them correctly. Yes. Oh my god, I know it. I mean, like, the best is, um, like, playing search and say, like, you clutch around and then immediately as soon as, like, you defuse the bomb, you hear the other team shouting, like, yo, bro, you're fucking garbage. It doesn't even matter. And you get yes. to just, like, shut up, bitch, you're garbage. I, I live for that, man. I wish... I wish I'm, Call of Duty still was like that. <sighs> I, Could you withstand it? Who knows? I, I feel like I've definitely outgrown wanting to do that, but mm. the kid in me still thinks it'd be funny. Oh, yeah. The the 13-year-old in us all that lacks empathy is just dying to call a random person a piece of human garbage on the internet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is like Now that I have like my own place, I don't have to worry about really how loud I need to be, depending on what time of the night. So I, I just let let shit fly. Not the end, really. Just, but not, not the, but you could really dig into somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Really go for the insecurities. Wow, we're terrible people. Uh, it's I'm telling you, it's the MW2 lobbies. It's Fair. it's the morbid curiosity in the back of my head. But I understand um, that. I understand that. What was the Canadian researchers topic that you had? I was curious. Oh, okay. So, sorry, I I got sidetracked because my cat, like, I I saw him out of the corner of my eye peek his head up because he was, like, asleep for, like, the last hour. Mm -hmm. And he's standing, like, not standing, but sitting very tall and just looking very pissed off at me. That's my cat's resting state. It it threw me off. I'm not going to lie. All right, stop looking at me. Oh, he actually did. That's okay. What a nice guy. All right. Yeah, thank you. Anywho, so uh, there was this Canadian research. Canadian researchers watched 40 episodes of the Dr. Oz show. It found that nearly 40% of the medical advice is not even evidence-based, and 50% of it goes directly against actual evidence. And the reason why I brought this up is because I don't know about you. I don't know if it, like, it's a mom signal or if it's just my mom or some of the, my friends' moms as well. But like, my mom will watch the Dr. Oz show, hear something, and then instantly take it in as fact because she assumes that Dr. Oz show equals real doctor equals real advice. Yep. Yeah. My mom did something similar and she'd like just give me random advice that didn't sound right. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay. But this, yeah, yeah, okay. It all this study also included the show The Doctors. I don't know if you ever seen that as well, seen that on TV as well. It's like it's basically like doctor talk shows. Mm-hmm. Anywho, and it's very. 
I, I guess I kind of put this in for myself because I spent like the last 10 years of my life telling my mom that that doesn't count as actual medical advice and that like I'm like ma just because it says on the show like you can't use this for an argument because she, she always said it hits me with the Dr. Oz said some like us about some random random medical thing and I'm just like mom it doesn't count, okay? I need other research. Yeah. And she's like, but Dr. Oz, I'm like, no, mom, okay? I cannot cite Dr. Oz as a source for MLA formatting for school papers, so I cannot accept it in this argument. Could you imagine somebody <laughs> fucking citing Dr. Oz, <laughs> like, when they give you a research paper? I, my, it's like if it was like a biology course, I could, I could see some of the bio teachers at my school just lighting that on fire, dude. Oh, facts. <laughs> And I mean, granted, like, you may be thinking only 15% against, uh, like, 15% goes against, uh, direct, directly against advice. Like, well, that's not too much. But then you got to think, if you're a doctor, it should be 0%. Yeah, well, it really, especially one that, like, kind of, like, gives advice to the masses essentially you know like you're not a general practitioner like he like they have a tv audience you know and they got people thinking that all this stuff is facts and i also kind of brought this up because i like is why would why should this show kind of why why should this be even allowed on on tv like isn't it's i don't want to say it's false advertising but it's kind of like it's false information it's fake news in a way yeah i mean i guess it's kind of like the the maury show with relationships I mean, but this is they 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 come up there with like this with their goal to be like so this is a medical problem and then this is advice for fixing said medical problem, you know like and then they start talking about if you if you drink two cups of vinegar a day your colon will be great you know and people are like oh if I drink two cups of vinegar my colon will be great lo and behold their stomach becomes too like they they put the acid too high in their stomachs and then it, you know. Anywho. Yeah. And then it's just, Anywho. No, I would agree to that. Um, granted, I, I wonder, like, besides maybe our parents, I wonder how many people, like, would trust Dr. Oz's advice. I'm... I'm going to be real. I don't know how much of it is like actually hit like him as a doctor providing all this research. Like I feel like if him as a doctor could be fine, but like, I, I feel like a large part of it is just to make the show interesting, to keep people coming back every fucking day to watch the show. That's fair. You know, I don't know, but I was just happy to see that this article basically supported the argument that I've been making to my mom for years. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so, uh, this is just, hey, mom, who's right and who is wrong? This is just a personal victory for you. I understand. It that. really we've all is. Had, we've all had our topics and all. Shout out my mom. Shout out, Shout out Dan's mom. I hope I hope you're doing well with the whole pandemic going on. And shout out your dad, Dan, for being also a rad dude. Thank you for asking about me. Hope you're doing well as well. Very cute. I will let him know. And shout out to your parents for giving birth to such a wonderful young man. Oh my gosh. We're shouting out our parents now? This is the parent shout out podcast? Well, this is the parent shout out portion of the podcast. Everybody knows in episode 76 of your podcast, you have to shout out your parents. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay, dad. What's up, dude? <laughs> how you living? I know you're listening. Yeah. How you living? I know you're listening right now, live. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're in the back of my head as always <laughs> jesus all right all right all right oh my god but um 
You know, there, there, <laughs> I can save this for next episode, actually. Okay. What, did you have something? Uh... Yes, but it it's actually goes into a longer discussion. Okay, we'll say, okay, I got you. We'll save it for next time. Um, I'd yes. say to round us off, just an overall, how you been during this quarantine, bud? I been kind of okay. Yeah. I like, and I say it like that because like, it feels very weird. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, there's like this weird guilt that I've been feeling for, um, for just being home for so long without actually leaving my house. Yeah. Like it, it kind of reminds me of like, I guess the reason why I have this guilt is because like when I first graduated high school or even when I was still in high school, like I was a very homebody. I'd never left the house. Like I got all my socializing done on the computer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I barely ever left my room. I was kind of, I, I wouldn't say I was a shut in. However, I was like, I, I, I was the type that was like, Oh, I don't need the reason to go outside because I don't want to. Yeah. But now I don't really feel like that. So it kind of like, I don't want to say it makes me feel stir crazy or it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel bad per se but it it almost kind of feels wrong like i'm like i'm i'm doing something that i should shouldn't be doing yeah i I mean in reality you're doing kind of like exactly what you should be so yeah yeah well it's just also like yeah exactly it's just a mental and like i also feel like i'm a little guilty about my effort that i'm putting into school but as we've already discussed most people are in that same boat school doesn't matter it's fine yeah, really. I'm just gonna pass fail all my classes and then call it a day. Yeah. I mean, hey, take this year as a uh, a freebie, I guess. Sheesh. But um, uh, no. how are you doing with the quarantine? I feel now. I feel like everything you said. I feel as if um, I wasn't able to like like if we didn't have Discord and I wasn't able to talk to my friends, I'd be in a bad spot. Oh, I'd be severely depressed. Yeah, but like I think I'm doing okay due to that. Mm, my sleep schedule has definitely suffered. I, I fixed mine last night, so I'm very, very okay with it. You know, I actually kind of went to bed early as well, but I still somehow woke up at 11. I, it'd be that way. I This was like, I don't know. It was the first time I woke up at like 9-ish, where I didn't have like two hours of sleep. Mm, and you didn't feel like death? Oh, it makes me happy to hear. Yeah, but I say I'm doing okay. Like, I'm thankful that... I still get to work out in, like, my parents' basement. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I really go anywhere enough to, like... Like, I'm I'm not bringing any diseases, and I'm, like, aware of that. I'm taking mm. a lot of, like, precautionary steps to make sure they don't get sick. Fair. So, I'm doing okay, That's all we can really do. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. But if you want to... If you want to bring us home, buddy, you're more than welcome to... I will. I will. All right, folks. That has been the Frying Pan Podcast, episode 76. Thank you for tuning in, as always. It's been weird lately doing the podcast. It's not a lot is happening in the world of pop culture right now to really talk about, but we appreciate you sticking through us ranting and rambling. Yes. And as always, we're on social media. The handle for both of those is the Frying Pan Pod. And thank you for tuning in to us on any of the audio platforms that you are because we're on all of them. So if you can go the extra mile, leave us a star rating, a comment, a like. We'd appreciate that. And you can also send us over some comments or constructive criticisms to our email as well as business inquiries in the pan podcast at gmail.com. We'd appreciate that. And for the last time, folks, this has been the Frying Pan Podcast, episode 76. I've been Robert D'Onofrio. I've been Daniel Sear.
And we hope you have a great rest of your week. We hope you're staying safe. And we hope to catch you in the next one. Adios, amigos. Goodbye.